grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text comes from our gospel lesson from the book of John. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This ends our text. You may be seated. They got it wrong. They got it so, so wrong. Did you catch that? In our gospel lesson for today, I'm talking about the disciples and the crowds. They did not get Jesus' teaching right. They messed up. They missed the mark. They got it wrong. Now, these past few Sundays in our gospel lessons, we've been hearing a lot about Jesus, of course, and bread. Jesus as the bread of life. And today we hear about Jesus as the living bread, the bread that if anyone eats of it, they will live forever. And we also heard a lot of things, a lot of amazing things that Jesus did. Jesus healed the sick. He fed 5,000 people. And he walked on the Sea of Galilee three or four miles to get to his disciples that were in a boat. It is no wonder that Jesus gained a lot of followers he was doing some pretty amazing things. Now, there were kind of two groups of people that followed Jesus. There were the crowds, which was a much larger group of people that followed Jesus throughout his ministry, and then there were the, the disciples. Now, we all know the 12 disciples, but this kind of refers to a larger group of closer followers of Jesus, but not as big as the crowds. And they all saw Jesus do these things. They heard what he said, but they still got it wrong. They took away the wrong lesson. Now, they were naturally impressed by all these amazing things Jesus was doing, but that's where they stopped. And our first sermon note for the sermon outline is, they were so impressed by what Jesus did, they gave no thought to who Jesus is. The Jesus that fed, healed, and did miraculous things, the crowds they were all for it. For who could ignore this faith-healing, miracle-working carpenter, especially when he was doing so much for them? And yet, that was the problem. That's where they got it wrong. You see, for the crowds, many of their priorities were messed up. They had no problem when Jesus fed them they flocked to him when he was healing the sick, and they were amazed when Jesus walked on water. But when Jesus taught, you see, they had a much different attitude. When Jesus said that he is the living bread, and that if anyone eats of him, they will live forever, the people grumbled and argued. They said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat, thinking, what is he, some kind of cannibal? Who offers his own body and blood for food and drink? You see, they weren't getting it. 
And Jesus doesn't back down. He says, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me and I in him. And the disciples, after hearing this grumble and complain, they say, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Hard saying. Now, when we hear Jesus say to eat of his body, to drink of his blood, what do we naturally think of? Well, communion, of course. That makes it a little easier for us to hear the saying. But actually, Jesus in this context was not really referring to communion at all. He has not yet instituted the sacrament, so he is talking about something different in this context. So this saying for these people was hard. It required some deeper thinking. It was hard especially for people who constantly got Jesus wrong. It was hard for these people and made it unthinkable. For what man can give us his flesh to eat and his blood to drink? And this saying, along with many other things Jesus said, and this is our second sermon note, offended many in the crowds, including his disciples. They were offended when Jesus said he came down from heaven. They were offended when he said that he will raise up the dead on the last day. They were offended when Jesus said that he is more important than Moses himself. And they were offended that he offers his body and blood to eat and drink and claim that it will cause somebody to live forever. So there you have it. The crowds, the disciples, they had it all wrong. They liked Jesus, and they were impressed by him when he did stuff for them. They flocked to him. They came to him when he cared for them, gave them what they wanted, and said what they wanted him to say. But this time, when Jesus taught, they had a much different attitude. They didn't like his teachings, the teachings that didn't conform to their own view of what Jesus should be. And they grumble about him when he didn't do what they wanted him to do. These crowds, these disciples, how wrong did they get Jesus? We have a group of people offended by him, and those who only wanted Jesus when they got what they wanted selectively chose what they wanted to hear from Jesus. Good thing that's only a problem in Jesus' day, right? Oh, wait. That sounds like a lot like us, doesn't it? How often do we get our priorities messed up? How often do we only go to Jesus when we really need him? How often do we, how often is Jesus the last person we go to in prayer in time of need? And how often does almost everything in life come before Jesus? Now we love it when Jesus answers our prayers, right? But when things don't go our way, what happens? We grumble. We complain at the way that life is going. And I think sometimes we also get offended by Jesus. Maybe some of God's commands and some things that Jesus said seems outdated. That's old-fashioned. Get with the times, right? Now, we're fine with Jesus' teachings on loving our neighbors. We can do that. It's sometimes hard, but we can swallow that. But loving our enemies, that's a different story. Or maybe we're offended to speak the truth 
that Jesus is, in fact, the only way to God. Or maybe we're not offended at all because the teachings that Jesus says that are hard, we might ignore or pretend that he really didn't mean what he said. But pretty soon as we hear today about the crowds and the disciples who got Jesus wrong, we realize we're not much better. About 2,000 years later, we as followers of Jesus still sometimes get him wrong. So let's get it right. Now at first, this may sound like something that we ought to do, like as if it's something we can do to get Jesus right. But if we take a cue from our gospel lesson, we learn that it is not so much us doing the fixing, but Jesus. You see, when Jesus spoke these words, he spoke words and he said that they are words of spirit and life. So what was Jesus saying? We ought to know what Jesus is saying here. And to kind of give us a cue, after feeding the 5,000, Jesus tells the crowds not to seek food that perishes, but to seek food that endures to eternal life. So this is not so much physical eating and drinking Jesus is talking about, but spiritual. Jesus says, the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And our next sermon note, Jesus is the bread of God. Eating his flesh, drinking his blood, is having faith in him, believing who Jesus claimed to be. And our faith, and this is kind of the, the real beautiful part of it, is our faith, Jesus describes our faith as being so close to him that it is as if we are eating his body and drinking his blood. Getting Jesus right is having faith in him and receiving all the gifts that he gives like a child receives from a parent. And this also is the hard saying. No, not that it was misunderstood by the crowds and puzzled them to no end. Now, they kind of got what Jesus was saying. Now, definitely not fully, but they had a small inkling of what Jesus was getting at. He was claiming to be the Son of God, the Messiah, not just a political leader like the Jews and the people of Jesus' day expected, but the Messiah, God in the flesh. He claimed to be the Son of Mary and Joseph and also the one who came from heaven. And this, this is the hard saying and is very hard for many people today even, that Jesus claimed to be God and that there's no way to God except through him. And this was not the Jesus that the crowds were expecting. But even though the crowds were expecting a much different Jesus, Jesus refused to give them what they wanted. And he refused to give them anything less than himself. And our next note is that Jesus refuses to give you anything less than himself. Even if we think we can do without Jesus at times, he's still with us. Even if we complain about the way that our lives are going, he's still watching over us. And even if we take offense at Jesus' teachings, 
Jesus refuses to take offense at us because of our sins. And this is because our last note says, Jesus did not come to earth to please mankind. Jesus came to save mankind. Jesus' words and teachings is what drove him to the cross, where he died the death that we deserve and took away the wrath of God. And Jesus gives us people who have our priorities messed up and even get offended by him, hope and an anchor because he died and rose again. He is the one who takes all that we get wrong in our lives and makes it right. And he is the one who is still with us today and promises that all who eat and drink of him, all who have faith in him, will live forever. How do we know this? Because of what he promises. He says, I am the bread of life, and whoever eats of this bread will live forever. So, hard saying? Maybe. True saying? Absolutely. And we give thanks. We give thanks for this bread, the living bread who came down from heaven and who has saved us from all of our sins. And we rejoice And the life that he gives us now today and as we go out to our friends, our family, and we share this life that we have in Jesus. And in his name we pray, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.